Are you ready to take your mindset to an even higher level on and off the mat? Then you're ready for the BJJ Mental Coach Podcast, where business owners and aspiring entrepreneurs open their minds to new ideas and concepts that will help you during your entrepreneurial journey and during your consistent pursuit of becoming the best version of yourself personally and professionally. It's time to go beyond the mat with the host of the BJJ Mental Coach Podcast, Gustavo Dantas. Welcome to episode 83. I'm your host, Gustavo Dantas, and today we have the third-degree black belt, Gustavo Gasprin. He is the mind behind the website MMA Leech, which is aimed at bringing BJJ and MMA content that includes multiple online courses and great free content. He talked about the early struggling days of the MMA Leech and the persistence involved to take his business to another level. My takeaway from the interview came when I asked him what advice would he have given to the younger Gustavo when he started the MMA Leech, and his answer inspired me to title this episode, Go For It. Stick around for my final thoughts after the interview when I share with you my two cents on the concept of going for it. Stay tuned right after Jiu-Jitsu Tribe's message. Oos. The BJJ Mental Coach Podcast is a proud supporter of the nonprofit organization Jiu-Jitsu Tribe, formerly Live Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu Tribe supports social projects who offer free Jiu-Jitsu classes to unprivileged children and young adults in impoverished communities, inspiring, impacting, and improving their lives, keeping them away from drugs and crime, creating hope, and creating champions on and off the mats. Your donation helps projects to pay for their monthly expenses and facility makeovers. As a supporter, the BJJ Mental Coach donate all the profit of all online courses and merchandise to Jiu-Jitsu Tribe. For more information, please visit www.jujitsutribe.org. Let me introduce you to today's guest, Gustavo Gasparin. Gustavo is a third-degree black belt under Fabrizio Verdun. He's a three-time no-gi master IBJJF world champion. He currently teaches at Dynamics MMA and Uprise MMA in California. Gustavo is the mind behind the website MMA Leech, which is aimed at bringing BJJ and MMA content that includes multiple online courses and great free content to the obsessed student. Gustavo, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. It's an honor to be here on your podcast. Uh, I really appreciate the opportunity, Gustavo. Yes, sir. So tell us how Jiu-Jitsu show up in your life. How much martial arts and then eventually Jiu-Jitsu? Yeah, uh, Jiu-Jitsu, a little... I never really um, was deep into martial arts before Jiu-Jitsu. I've tried other stuff. I tried uh, a little bit of capoeira, karate, Muay Thai. That I had a gym really close to my home, like a block away. So they they they, they didn't have Jiu-Jitsu there, but they, they had those other styles. And I would go there and, and check. I had some friends that would train there but they were always kind of changing the styles that they they teach over there and i tried some of this stuff but then uh then i, I started jiu-jitsu in 1997 and then i stick to it before then that was just like uh, just because my friends were doing i want to try a little bit i want to i wanted to know how to fight a little bit so but never uh, nothing serious before jiu-jitsu a little bit here and there and you know and then I joined jiu-jitsu in 97 uh, under uh, master Carlos Lima who is now a coral belt he's uh, under Carlson Gracie and you know that's how I started and then uh, after a while I was about to probably at the time ready to, for my purple belt for, sorry ready for my blue belt the promotions are coming, but then I, I took a break. When I came back to Jiu-Jitsu, then uh, Master Carlos Lima wasn't there anymore. He had uh, he went to a different city, and then I started training with uh, Renato Tavares, who is also who was under the same team under Carson Gracie. Right on. And how do you feel Jiu-Jitsu relates to life? I think Jiu-Jitsu is very relatable, <laughs> very relatable as you know as you progress through the belts from white to to black 
it's kind of the same in life you know you start evolving to you know uh at least for me when i started i was very insecure not much self-esteem you know not much confidence and then would also translate in to my life you know i wasn't very confident for anything you know outside jiu-jitsu and then jiu-jitsu helped me with that over time you know i started competing i started feeling more comfortable uh, more confident and that started uh, helping my life outside too more confidence do the stuff that I wanted to do, you know, but it was it's a long process, right? Until you know you you get better in life and in jujitsu, right? So let's say for example, it takes I don't know five years, six years until you get your purple. You know, when you're a purple belt, yes, you are kind of good, kind of confident, you know, and it takes a while, you know for that in your life too at least that was for me you know it took a while i didn't uh got confident didn't get confident right away like after the first month of jiu-jitsu right it took a, uh, some some time until you know after i started doing better jiu-jitsu too winning some tournaments i guess that helped me to stay uh, to be more confident outside of jiu-jitsu too mm -hmm. and when did you have the idea the spark to pursue MMA Leech and start offering content and having the courses. I see you do a great job promoting the website. I see always on a, um, all the social media and so forth. So when the idea came about and how was it? Yeah. Um, so it was end of 2012. At that point, I was already a black belt. I got my black belt in 2010. And I was working working a lot, you know, working a lot with teaching uh, privates and teaching at the school uh, group classes. And, you know, I was kind of happy. I, I, I guess I had reached basically, you know, the ceiling there because I was teaching almost like eight hours a day. I My wife was working also full time. We, we had a, you know, a decent living uh, can't complain and but then it got to that point where well man I cannot teach anymore I cannot I don't have time to teach him anymore you know on my day on my schedule so how am I gonna make more money yeah we were okay but I knew that you know at some point my wife now is gonna you know eventually we want to have a, when I have to stop working and then you know, I have to find a way to start making more money. I cannot just rely on these classes here, which, is, you know, it's okay. But if my wife stops working, then it might not be enough, you know. Then that's how I started figuring out, about, so what I'm going to do, you know, what I'm going to do, I cannot teach. I don't have more hours on my day. So I thought about doing online stuff because I could still, of course, keep teaching, but just for more people. Uh, online and I didn't even know exactly I had an idea that I wanted to make money by selling instructional courses but again uh, you know I started from zero so not much confidence and all that stuff and it took a while you know I started end of 2012 uh, and started making money basically in 2016. So four years of trying and learning. And in the beginning, of course, wasn't making money because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I didn't have any courses to sell and it was very, very slow. Uh, but that was the initial idea to help my income, but also to help the students and, and spread jiu-jitsu uh, because I, at that time, I saw that, well, these guys are teaching here online. I didn't know if they were making money, but I, I thought so because, right, they were they were not stopping. They were you not know, kept doing. So something must be going right over here. So, uh, yeah, I started doing and then I, Actually, I lost track, but um, that was basically the reason that I started 
to help my income and to to help these students because I wasn't happy with or I thought I could do better than those guys teaching online and at the same time I wanted to spread my teaching style because when I you know came up the ranks in jiu-jitsu I wasn't really happy with the way that I learned the instruction that I received even though you know it worked <laughs> it worked I won many tournaments like that you know it was good it was hard and everything but it, I didn't think that I had enough knowledge of jiu-jitsu I was good at doing it good at executing right but I didn't really had much understanding and I realized that when I started to teach I started to teach a, a, as a purple belt and I, you know the students won't come to me and ask me questions and yes I I knew how to answer the questions in a technique level like oh do this step you're not you're forgetting this step and do this and do that but not conceptually off because it was a purple belt at the time but uh, I felt that you know I didn't understand really much of jiu-jitsu so I wanted to share what I had learned what I figured out what I had learned from other instructors with my online stuff that uh, really like I said when I started in 2012 I was already a black belt and I really started understanding jiu-jitsu after my black belt because before then that was was okay it was okay to teach but I didn't really feel like I knew what I was doing you know mm -hmm. now I know a lot of people who are listening right now um, maybe having some ideas right now or doing something on the side the same thing how you started maybe in a position that they're like okay they are content or they're okay with where they're at but they they have some idea to do some online business or something. And of course, anytime you start some of the transitions you briefly mentioned about, sometimes you kind of question yourself, like, am I ready to do this? What am I doing? So very often those fears and doubts and insecurities come in. So how did you handle it? How did you overcome some of the doubts that popped up right in the beginning? Yeah, so yeah, it took, it took, um, it took a while, you know, because at the same time that I wanted to do that, and I felt like, well, I, I guess I can do a better job than those guys that are already doing this, or not all of them, but at least some of them that I thought they were like doing well and successful. I thought, well, I can do better than them. Um, but even though I knew that, I still wasn't confident enough. I would, you know, it was just like, um, I would say, the the fear of failure probably you know because it was something that i really wanted to do i didn't have like many options outside that i didn't want to start a business about something else and at the time too uh i started the mma leaching in the end of 2012 and my daughter was born in 2013 so uh, it was a lot of pressure at some point, you know, like I said, my wife had to stop working and I had to, you know, figure out a way. So it was a lot of pressure trying to figure out stuff and it wasn't working, wasn't working. I think uh, I overcame that with the help of some of my friends. I have one student who is a very good uh, uh, internet marketer. He just basically helped me by saying, just do it, <laughs> you know, because I knew everything that I had to do. I had taken courses, I had studied, I was doing, you know, slowly, but I was a little bit afraid of, well, if I really do it now, you know, if I really commit to do this and it fails, then kind of, you know, I don't have anywhere to go, you know. So that was the, I guess it was the fear of really trying and realizing that, oops, if this failed, then I'm screwed now. I have a new baby at home. You know, I spent already so much time working on this. If it fails, then, you know, 
I didn't want to have that leap and really try so I wouldn't face myself like, you know, well, I'm, I'm not as good as I thought I was, you know. So that was basically the fear. And it took a while. I had help from my friend. And basically also it was like a pressure thing. It got to a point where I had no other option because I wasn't making enough money with the classes. My wife had stopped working and it got to a point where, well, you know, if I don't try this thing, then I'm going to be really screwed. So I better try this right now and see how it goes. And, you know, that's basically what happened. I, you know, probably that's a little bit of tendency from my personality waiting until the last second and even in tournaments <laughs> waiting until the last second to score something and you know and sometimes it goes wrong <laughs> mm -hmm. so yeah yeah I think it, the, I, yeah go ahead yeah one of the things I like to say is necessity is a hell of a motivation yeah <laughs> yeah totally when, when you know uh, like in that situation that your wife stopped working like well uh, yeah. that's nothing more motivating that I need to get this done period it, you know? yeah exactly that's exactly what happened I had nowhere to go anymore I had to start uh, finally uh, shooting and releasing my first course my first instructional course and you know it was already kind of, I had to rush a little bit. It didn't, of course, because it was the first course, wasn't the way that I wanted, the perfect, the way that I was imagining, but, you know, I had to release and then see how it goes once and for all to see if this MMLH thing is going to go ahead or not. And, and yeah, and it, it started from there and gladly it went well and then, I realized that, you know, that's that's the way to go. I still learned a bunch of more stuff after my first course. The first course did okay, but the other courses then I started to figure out and learn more stuff and how to do it, how to launch, how to release, how to structure the whole thing. And then things started to, you know, finally, uh, be better and, and make more sense and a reliable income that's now is my uh, main income nice and man this is and for all the listeners this is something some people maybe are going through some of these thoughts of the fear failure right now maybe already overcame that but this is one of the i don't know the most common things that we see that prevent people from starting a project is that, you know, the, the fear failure, like, what if I put all this work and at the end, you know, I don't get what I expected. And yeah. I think an important word that I have brought uh, many times here in the podcast is the word courage, which courage is not just, there's the, the quote, courage is not the absence of fear. It's actually feeling that fear and moving with the fear is like, Ugh. and and if you want to be an entrepreneur and having those projects, one thing that, uh, well, I think most of the entrepreneurs probably will relate uh, with me on this. Um, I do drive my wife crazy with my crazy <laughs> ideas and, <laughs> and projects. I think yeah. uh, people can probably relate to that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I tell her that, uh, I'm like a quarterback that, you know what, sometimes we wing it and it works and it landed in a touchdown nice and there's time that is an interception or, you know what I mean? But you yeah. got to go back to the line of scrimmage. Whether you landed a touchdown or not, you need to go back to the line of scrimmage and throw it again. You're going to keep throwing. Yeah. I'd love to tell you that it's going to land every time, but it won't. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. And... Yeah, I learned that, you know, I, after MMA Leech, I tried other projects to not really to martial arts and stuff. And it was, I think because of that, because it wasn't not related to martial arts, I wasn't as, 
you know, I wasn't caring much if it was going to work or not. But I tried other stuff. Some stuff worked, some stuff didn't. And it was, I felt, and nowadays I feel like I actually don't care anymore. You know, I don't care. I go there, I try, let's see if it works. If it doesn't, I'm going to do my best, of course. But if it doesn't work, it's just part of the, the process, you know try something else, try again, do it better, or forget about this idea, you know, and do something else. It's just, you keep trying, 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 not being afraid of failing because failing is just part of the process. I was, you know, I don't know if I was lucky, but MMA Leech worked because I believed, I worked hard, I wanted to work, but sometimes things, you know, don't work and, and, you know, abandon, do something else or improve that, no big deal. And also, I don't know if it was about the same time, probably about the same time, even in my competitions too, like I wasn't caring anymore. I used to care, you know, up to probably brown belt. Uh, I really started feeling relaxed competing after brown belt and then I was like, you know what, let's just go there and I'm going to do my best and whatever, you know, if I don't win now, then there is another tournament next month. I'm going to try again. I'm going to try harder, try harder and, you know, just go there and do it. So, because also related to life, as we talked before, I was afraid of failing even in Jiu-Jitsu too, you know? So I think that's, once you break free from that, you're free to try, you know, it's, you're just trying. <laughs> do your best and see how it goes you know if it doesn't work do something else try again no big deal it's part of the process yeah uh, there's a quote that I, I like to share that is the fact cannot be changed only your response to the fact can be changed so the fact that you start a, pro a project and did not work it cannot be changed period yeah. now the problem is when you add a negative opinion after the fact like my project didn't work and I don't think I'm good enough or I shouldn't be doing that, 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 that. Yeah. So, and this can, man, uh, this quote goes long ways, you know, especially talking a little bit. Sometimes we not even talk so much about jujitsu per se. Here we talk more like life, entrepreneurship. Yeah. But one of the, the tips that, are, that I give to people, sometimes they're in a warm up area. And then that's when, you know, the negative voice sometimes are just bombing with negative thoughts, you know, like, did you train hard enough? Da, 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 da. And one of them is, oh my God, that guy won this and won that, you know, uh, he won the world or he had the many sponsorship and you need to catch yourself and have the self-awareness to see like, um, that's a fact, you know, if someone won this good for him, that's a fact. Uh, do you have control of that? And also focus what you can control. And then the problem is when you put a negative opinion after the fact. That guy won the world. And I don't know if I can beat him. Or oh, that guy has this and that sponsor. And I don't know if I can. So just leave it like that. You know, it's like, well, that person has that resume. You don't, do you have control of the resume? No, you don't. So it is what it is, and then focus on what you can control. By that point or this example is your performance, per se. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, focus on what you can control. Otherwise, you you go crazy, right? And you start imagining stuff and making things worse. And go there, be objective, you know. Do your stuff. Don't care about what he has done in the past or other situation of Tzadji Jiu-Jitsu. You know, it's, uh, I think you're right on point over there. Um, so what did you say has been your toughest experience during uh, the process of building MMA Leech? What are some of the toughest entrepreneurial experience you had and what did you learn from it? I think um, one of the toughest probably was the initial period that was like, four years of just trying to figure out, trying to make things work and having the, you know, the, the persistence of doing that for that long and not getting any result. You know, I wasn't any, I wasn't getting results because I wasn't putting everything that I had. I wasn't 
trying 100%. I wasn't trying my best. And I didn't have the confidence to do it. So it was like uh, probably the, the the worst part, the worst part. I thought several times about quitting my wife too. Like, what you're gonna do? You have been working on this for so long and, and you know, nothing's happening over here. You know, we, we have that, we have our baby now, we you know, he, she after maybe, you know, a year, a little bit, she started working a little bit, but it's not the same, of course. And I was in that position that, man, you know, I gotta make this work, but it's not working. What What's missing here? You know, I got to a point where I thought that I was doing everything right. And with the help of my friend and everything, and still was not working. And, you know, that was very, very tough. I thought about like, man, you know, I'm gonna quit this stuff. I'm gonna do, you know, I'm gonna start something else, you know, and I think that was a big, big lesson for me to just keep pushing it, be persistent, but also, you know, analyze the, the things. What, what you're missing here, why is not working, you know? And I realized that later, that was one piece that I wasn't doing for my online business because uh, first was, uh, you know, like everything else, there are different ways of doing it, right? Different ways of doing jujitsu, different ways of doing it, certain techniques and stuff. And the way that I was doing, it was one way of doing it, but it was not working. So I had to change to a different way, which was spending money, more money, <laughs> investing more money. And I was kind of, man, it's, you know, it's not working. I'm gonna have to spend more money on this, and I don't have much money on the bank because you know. So what do I do? And so until I finally said, "Man, now it got to a point where it's now or never. I'm gonna do this stuff. If it doesn't work, I'm gonna quit you. Just I'm gonna you know drive a truck or <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do. You know. And then, yeah, the day you know it was. What I'm talking about now, more specifically, was a paid advertisement. So once I start paying for the advertisement, it was really overnight. You know, I set up the advertisement at night to start running at midnight next day, or at 12.01. And I went to sleep. When I woke up in the morning, 8 a.m., before the class, I checked my cell phone and I had some sales there. And then I was like, damn, why I didn't do this before? Hmm. You know, it's so like, and I knew how to do it. I knew it was an option, but I was still trying the other option that it was not working. I tried for so many times, you know, for so many uh, months and years, whatever until I changed, okay, let me try this way, even though I have, you know, it could go really bad, <laughs> you know, but, you know, I have to try this now, I have nowhere to go, let's try this paid stuff, I'm going to have to spend some money now, and if it goes bad, then probably, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do, but if it goes well, well, there it is, and then MMA just started working, and I started making money, and then, you know, things started to change, but it was a very, very tough moment where I was really kind of, you know, really, really considering about quitting this online stuff. Oh, you know, this is this is BS, you know. These guys are saying they're making money. I, I think they're all lying, you know. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> makes money with this stuff. Oh my God, I've been trying for four years. You know, what's wrong with this, you know? And everybody posting stuff. Oh, look at this, look at that, how much money I made, how much much you know I sold and this even you know the, the online business stuff is it's crazy sometimes because you know there's some really really powerful and and rich people doing this but at the same time there's a bunch of people that they don't know what they're doing and they are really not that well and they keep posting stuff. 
with Lamborghinis and stuff. So, and then I was wondering what's, you know, man, are they all lying or this is just an act or this is a scam? This stuff is gonna work or it's not gonna work, you know? And then when I changed that little piece, then I saw that this is, you know, is actually true. It was my mistake. <laughs> it was my mistake. I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. You know, I was trying the one way and it wasn't working and I was afraid of doing the other way because of money issues. But at some point I had to try. Otherwise, you know, I was about to quit. Yeah. So I see uh, two lessons. One is take uh, money to make money. You know, that's one thing that a lot of people don't like to hear. Um, the investment part, like you said, you're resistant for a while until you realize that, uh, yeah, that's uh, so I know that a lot of people are listening right now to have their business and they might be either online or not, but uh, they're not, I don't know if they do any marketing, if they do, are they doing properly or, or how they're tracking their results or so forth. And and the second one is that uh, importance of emotional resilience that I, I feel that it's one of the, I don't know, I think that's probably one of the main things when, when you think about all the, the personal development growth that you get from jiu-jitsu. Yeah, you improve, you know, gonna, your, of course, your self-esteem, your confidence, and I mean, physically, uh, it's great, mentally and emotionally. So I feel that uh, emotional resilience, that's an aspect that people sometimes don't pay attention how much jujitsu brings to the table. Uh, because the beginning is frustrating. Your first month, two or three in jujitsu, sometimes the, I like to say the first six months of jujitsu are make it or break it for a lot of people because some people they train for it. Sometimes three, four months, they're like, man, I don't get it. This is not for me. And then they stop. Or, you know, just along the way things happen. But a lot of the times because of the frustration and emotional resilience is one of the main things that I feel in jiu-jitsu and especially not that you need to participate in tournaments to develop your emotional resilience. I really don't think you, you still can get all the benefits of jiu-jitsu with just practicing at the school. However, I like to say that if you want to amplify the power of the tool, which is jiu-jitsu, Competition is a great way to build your emotional resilience because you're dealing with an anxiety, you're dealing with facing uh, fears and anxiety and going down and not having the result to go there again, not having the result again. And I think this is an incredible practice that a lot of people don't. That's, uh, to be honest now, they, as, as a 45-year-old, that's why I try to inspire my students to compete is to that, like, man, it's an incredible tool for you to develop your emotional growth going into tournaments. It is a great way and it will reflect in other areas. And I think it reflects in yours, you know, like your, all the experience competing, training, and when it came down to it, yeah, it can cross your mind the idea of uh, quitting, but it's already ingrained in your, in your mind too, like the idea of not quitting. And I think yeah. jujitsu helped and competition helped with, with that. Yeah, totally. I, I believe so too. It's and over over the years, right? Because like we talked before, like yeah, in the beginning it was you know, in jujitsu I was so afraid of competing. I would go there and, and you know wish that, you know, the gymnasium would just crush with because of a huge storm they would cancel the tournament hoping for something to so I don't have to compete. I, I didn't want to compete, but you know, that was the only option back then, you, you know, like if you don't compete, they, you know, you're not going to stay in the gym. So it was, yeah. And then over time, over time, competing, 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 training the mind, not quitting, not quitting. No, one more, one more, one more, one more until things work. And yeah, totally. Jiu-Jitsu tournaments is really a great tool for that. And other stuff too, like then you force to get in shape, you force to eat better, healthier, you know, your training becomes a little more centered, you have some goals, it's always, always a, a great experience. So what did you say if you need to give maybe, I don't know, maybe three quick tips or someone that wants to develop their 
online business? Maybe they already have a business and they want to explore a little bit of the online aspect of it or someone that already have a regular job and want to do something like that. What are like three things that come to your mind to have a successful online business? Yeah, I would say, you know, for online, basically it's, you know, well, I would say even if it's not online, you need traffic, right? You need people seeing your stuff. You know, if you have a store, brick and mortar store, you have people walking by your street or, or something like that. So you need traffic and that's one piece, right? And then you need a good offer and a good product, right? But traffic, I would say probably it's one of the most important is the is the blood in your online business. You have to have people looking at your stuff. And if your stuff is good, if you have a good website, a good web page, a good copy, you know, a good, uh, easy process to buy your stuff, then you know you'll probably be successful with a good product, of course. So it's a lot of things together to be successful. It's not only one thing, right? You have you have to have a good product, a good traffic source, good website, good copy and everything to be, let's say, sustainable. Right? Otherwise you you can make money too if you, if you run a scam, right? <laughs> but a scam is not gonna be sustainable. So if you want to sustain your business, yeah, several pieces have to work together and you know, it takes time, but I think traffic is really important. And that was one of my mistakes because I was relying on free traffic. And once I started paying for traffic, then things changed. I didn't want to pay because I was afraid of spending money, but you know, it's an investment, right? It's not like you're wasting money. You're investing to make more money if you have those things uh, in a good state, right? If they are, if you have a good product again, if you have a good website and everything. So traffic is important. And I see a lot of people that they, you know, I, I have a lot of students that they ask me questions. How do you do how this, how do you make money? How does this thing work? And sometimes they don't realize that, you know, you can have like your social media there, like with a million followers, but you know, if you if you don't know how to monetize that, that you, you don't make money with your followers, right? There's no, no direct way to make money with that. Doesn't matter if you have 10 million followers, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, you gotta, you gotta sell some stuff or you gotta promote some stuff from someone else. You are an affiliate or something. So, yeah, I would say that's one thing, uh, very, very important. Um, what was the question again? Three things that I would yeah. suggest for the business, uh, online yeah. business? Yeah. yeah, for someone that is maybe thinking about expanding or maybe they already have a business and they want to maybe do some more with online. Yeah, so, yeah, I think that's probably the best thing is you know, invest your money, have your, you know, your, your stuff in the background working well and invest some money with your, you know, paid traffic, whatever source you want. It could be, you know, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, social media, could be something else, could be email marketing. Uh, but, you know, you've got to uh, make sure that people are seeing your stuff, are seeing your offer. Drive eyeballs to your offer. That's the most important thing. And, you know, and besides that, I would say, uh, you know, be important too, be organized, you know. If you have already a business, probably you are already organized, but, you know, keep track of everything. The now going back to advertisement too, like you gotta keep track, the, take a look at the analytics to see 
uh, you know, where you can prove that they are going to tell you, well, is the ad that's not working? Is your website that's not converting? Is your checkout process that's not, you know, that's keeping customers from not completing the purchase? Or there's several ways. Uh, be if you cannot do that, then hire someone, you know, because it's it's important. Take care of all those those things. Otherwise, it's too too wild. It's hard to figure out if it's really working or not, and then it feels like you're wasting money instead of investing money. Mm -hmm. Now, what did you say is the best advice you've ever received? That could be in any any area, business, personal life. Mm -hmm. What's something that stands out for you? Um. That's a good question. I'm not really, you know, good at keeping those things <laughs> and remembering those things. I know I have received lots of good advices throughout my life, but, you know, I, you know, maybe I have a problem in my brain. I don't know. But I remember more of the recent stuff. So one of the recent ones was not that recent right way like four years ago was my student telling me when things were going bad like you know don't be afraid you know of failing you know don't be afraid of failing because you're gonna gather information from your failing you know and then you can see well I failed because of this so can I fix that? Can I not fix that? What can I do about it? So gather the information, you know, try stuff and see how it goes. And then you can capture the information and decide what you're gonna do with that. You know, you wanna improve, you wanna quit, you wanna do something else, you wanna, is it too much work that you have to do? You wanna really go through that? So, you know, don't be afraid of failing. Failing is part of everything. And even if it feels like it's a big thing and you have been working for a while and now like you build up so much expectation that you're kind of, man, I don't want to even try this because if I try and I fail now, <laughs> I spend so much time, you know, but there's only, only one way to find out and it's going for it, you know, go for mm -hmm. it and, and see how it goes. So what advice would you give to the younger Gustavo? Let's say not that much younger, but back in 2012 when you're starting MMA Leech. Not that you want anything different in your life because it's part uh -huh. of the journey. It is what it is. But yeah. if you could go back and then have a conversation with your younger version, say like, hey, man, I just want to let you know this here, what that would be. Well, I would say. Pay for your ads. <laughs> <laughs> Take the chance. <laughs> I would say, like, uh, really, like, go for it, you know. Just go for it, you know. And it's going to be all right. Working it or not, you're going to have uh, something to make a decision, you know. Don't keep delaying stuff, you know. I was delaying my stuff in my, you know. I wanted so much, yes, but at the same time, I could have done more because I didn't do more because I was afraid, you know, of failing. So I would say, I would tell myself, you know, go for it, don't be afraid. Just go for it and see how it goes, you know. I think that's the, what I would tell me in all areas, you know, like for the paid advertisement, go there and try it, see how it goes. Put your courses out. Start this page. Start your Instagram account right now. Don't don't wait. Don't delay. It's it's not gonna help you. It's gonna only make worse. So do that stuff and figure it out right away. Of course, some stuff they take a while, you know, to work. But you know, if you don't start, it's gonna take even longer. So don't wait too long. Go and do it and try. And if you like and you feel like, man, this is the stuff they really want to do, then keep going for it. You know, keep learning, keep improving, keep, you know, trying, studying more. And, you know, 
it is going to work if, if you want, if you believe in yourself, if you know, if that's something that you really want, go there and do it. Yeah. Don't wait, delay. Don't do like me. <laughs> Don't delay. <laughs> and one thing that, uh, because I, you know, I definitely, I like that approach to you, especially, man, life is short, you know, and yeah. definitely you don't want to be regretting, I wish I have done this, I wish I have done that. But one thing that I like to take in consideration, and I have mentioned about this in previous episodes before, is to kind of think about what is the worst case scenario if it does not work. You know, really go there. Might give you some anxiety thinking about the, the worst case scenario, but you got to go there to yeah. see like, what would I do if, you know, if this doesn't happen or, or what is, you know, what is the worst case scenario? What this can happen? Uh, can happen from from this and uh, make the plan and execute and who knows <clears throat> so many incredible entrepreneurs that have inspirational stories of like just crashing down bad and then building back up and sometimes even losing again making a bad choice and then building back up I mean it's yeah. part of it but uh, it is definitely the message to go for it right now we're recording this uh, December 2019, uh, this episode will be coming at the beginning of January, so it's a good uh, people to think about the New Year's resolution. Of course, you might be listening to this episode 10 years from now, uh, but it doesn't matter when you're listening. Um, don't have a wait for that. Oh, January 1st, that's what I'm going to do, and then it's like, yeah. it needs to be done. Do it right now, man. Do it today or maybe start tomorrow. But go for it because that's one of the things that really scared me in a way is that it's uh, am, I, am I going to be regretting when I'm old you know something that I've done and or I, or I didn't do I mean not that I've done because that I won't regret but it's more like think that uh, uh, I wouldn't do especially because of fear fear of what or what others are going to think of me or, or what that is so i don't know man just think about the worst case scenario go for it and you know remember you're going to wing it not always going to land perfectly but if you keep winging it at some point it's going to land yeah totally totally agree with that uh, do you uh do you have the habit of reading or consuming podcasts or audiobooks um 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 you know, I'm more like audiobooks and videos and podcasts, reading mm -hmm. really a physical book. I used to do that a lot in school, but after school, not much. Uh, I prefer, you know, because you know, then you can listen, you know, while you're driving. Sometimes I have long drives, you know. I have some students that they are like, 40 45 minutes away private students and at perfect time right to turn into a podcast or you know youtube uh, listen to the youtube video whatever or audiobooks what um, is an audiobook that has probably like stood out to you that helped you in some way or even possibly a podcast but any book that stands out uh again uh more recently because that's i guess that's how my mind works uh i would say two books one i haven't even finished i'm reading right now but uh, the other one for relationships with your wife you know because at that moment when things were not going bad and my daughter was uh, born and things were very difficult of course, it's you know easy to build up some resentment and, and your relationship starts going bad and all that stuff. So one book that really helped me to understand not only how men think, but think, but how women think too. It's called old book called uh, "The Way of the Superior Man." I guess it's by David Data or something like that. The way of what? Way of the superior man. Mm -hmm. It's a great, awesome book. Like uh, it was, I listened an audio book and 
in the first hour already I knew that man like I gotta change my stuff you know <laughs> I gotta change it because you know it helped me a lot to understand my wife and and see the way that she sees and understand and give her a break you know because uh, for her so then she could give a break to me too <laughs> you know because it was both sides like we were like we got in a moment that was really really bad almost we had to break our marriage you know and that was a really really great book that I'm pretty sure is gonna help a lot of people if you are one of those guys that you just say man yeah, women will never understand they don't understand I, or I don't understand them you know that's the book for you because it's gonna help you a lot and another book that I'm reading right now um, not even half of it but I've listened a lot of stuff this guy before I bought his book is um, Dr. Joe Dispenza his book is Becoming Supernatural let me just check if that's the, the correct name I've here. heard of that um, yeah let me see yeah Becoming Supernatural Dr. Joe Dispenza uh, if you don't want to buy the book right away there's a bunch of stuff from him on YouTube and watch though I watched like a, a like over maybe over 10 12 hours of his stuff before I bought his book just to be familiar with his thinking you know but it's it's very very good it's like very good it you can apply for for many different situations but it's basically you know I don't want to say too much because I haven't finished and I don't have the complete knowledge but it goes through meditation is changing your subconscious changing the programs that are there that you don't even know they are there because they were installed when you were a kid and through the the things that happen in your life right traumas and all that stuff so you can reprogram that stuff in a different way in a way that you actually want right you don't keep going back to your old habits to the bad habits that you have and you can change that and through several things through meditation through a bunch of stuff but i've seen i've been doing a little bit i want to do more of course when I have the, the whole knowledge there but from the little things that I've been doing he has already helped a lot you know I've changed some stuff and it's not only that but it's also I'm pretty sure that you are familiar with the, the law of attraction and all that stuff that book and movie that came uh, you know mm -hmm. I don't know 10 years ago or something there is a bit of that too but you know way that makes more sense way more scientific because he's a you know neurologist and, and stuff like that and so much brain scans and stuff that to prove and give you that the idea that's actually possible but there is of course a way of doing that it's not only sitting on your couch and thinking about oh i want to you know have a new house and, and no of course you have to work for it but the tech right the visualization the the way to get into the zone let's say which they call the quantum field whatever it sounds a little crazy but because I, I never really paid attention to that before but because there's so much scientific evidence and studies and research that really to me right now it makes complete sense and I'm going for it and I think it's something that I'm gonna keep doing you know for a while and maybe I until I, I you know until I die it's, it, it, it's really really good I, I suggest 
to everybody. You know, start with his YouTube videos, with his interviews. He's been in many podcasts too. You know, and it's have an idea, and then if you like it, go and buy his book. It's it's really good stuff. I don't. So we're getting close to the end of the interview. So for people who are listening for the first time after the interview, I when I edit, I reflect on what we talk about and I kind of choose my main takeaway and I create an audio from five to 12 minutes after anything that I can think of that can inspire and impact and improve your life in some way. So I always like to say the interview, it's easy because the guest is giving the content, so I don't have to do much. Uh, my work really starts when content creation is never easy for people who work in creating content is always challenging, especially if you want to put good content out there. And I want to make sure that every time I, I put something out, it's a message that is going, going to impact people in some way. So uh, make sure that you stick around um, after the interview. So what are you currently excited about? What's going on with MMA Leash? Any plans? What you got? Yeah, well, right now, working on building new courses. I have already uh, starting to build a new course. I don't want to say what it is yet because uh, that's part of the, <laughs> the the secret there in dealing with the competition. <laughs> but it's in the works already. It will probably be coming out, uh, I would say, February, probably. And I'm always working, always releasing new stuff, always trying to improve the, the, the website and, and create more content like you said I think that's a big New Year's resolution for me it's just I have to put more stuff out I have to put more stuff out you know YouTube articles whatever it is you know because the competition is strong out there and I cannot be at the same level that I'm I am right now. I have to up my game a little bit. So next year is going to be big. Um, um, bringing my wife to help me because so far it's basically only me on this stuff. So my wife is going to start helping me a little more so I can actually produce more content and get that traffic that I was talking about before. So those are the plans for 2020. More courses and improving the overall thing right on so gustavo thank you for the interview really appreciate your time man thank you it was it was an honor to be here with you talking to your guests and and i really appreciate and uh respect all your journey not only on on the business side but on your jiu-jitsu side too yes sir and for all the listeners stick around for my final thoughts let me share with you my final thoughts from the interview with a third degree black belt Gustavo Gasprin. If you're listening just to the final thoughts on Instagram at Gustavo Dantas BJJ, Gustavo is a three-time Nogi Master IBJJF World Champion and the mind behind the website MMA Leech, which is aimed at bringing BJJ and MMA content that includes multiple online courses and great free content. He talked about the early struggling days of the MMA leech and the persistence involved to take his business to another level. My takeaway from the interview came when I asked him what advice would he have given to the younger Gustavo when he started the MMA leech and his answer was to go for it which inspired me to title this episode the same. He mentioned that the main thing preventing him from starting his idea earlier or taking the business to another level was fear of failure which is one of the most common negative patterns of a lot of aspiring and even experienced entrepreneurs. The idea of telling you to go for it is not new on the podcast. And to go for it, it doesn't mean not having any fear. It means to go for it despite the fear. There's a quote that says, courage is not the absence of fear, is to feel the fear and do it anyway. If you have been listening to the 83 episodes so far, most likely you realize that a lot of similar topics pop up and every episode brings a new challenge to me, which is to create a meaningful final thought to inspire impact in or improve your life in some way without being repetitive. 
I research, watch videos, read articles related to the topic, and create the content. One of the entrepreneurs that I pick up a lot of concepts from is the digital media expert, Gary Vaynerchuk. Check him out at Gary V-E-E. Very often people ask him, when is the right time to take the leap and start your entrepreneurial journey? I've listened to him saying many times, quote, when you feel suffocated daily, you probably reach your threshold and you should be doing something else, unquote. To go for it doesn't mean start your own business. No, it's to pursue what makes your heart sing. Entrepreneurship is not for everyone and there's nothing wrong with that. One of the best ideas I've heard from Gary is the difference between entrepreneurial tendencies and entrepreneurial DNA. Many people have entrepreneurial tendencies and they think, that would be cool to have your own business, make your own hours, the freedom that you get, and if it doesn't work, no biggie, I'll get a job. When you have the entrepreneurial DNA and your business fails, you end up starting another business. You can help it. It's in your DNA. Gary always mentioned, make sure that you know yourself really well. There's nothing wrong with working for someone. Entrepreneurship is not for everyone. Now, if you feel that you possess the entrepreneurial DNA and you want to take a leap of faith to start your business, or if you want to make a major career change and go for it, he talks about two aspects to take in consideration, the practical and the emotional aspects. I'm recording this audio in December of 2019. I've just got back from spending three weeks in Brazil. I had the opportunity to visit for the second time one of the prettiest places that I've ever been in my life, a small beach town in the northeast of Brazil called Itacaré in Bahia. Itacaré has about 27,000 residents, and out of these, approximately 50% live in the rural interior. During this trip, I met a 40-year-old psychologist called Monique. I met her through one of my best personal friends, Bruno Bass, who's one of the BJJ Mental Coach ambassadors who currently lives in Midland, Texas. Monique used to train under Bruno when he taught in Rio many years ago. She has a great vibe. She took my wife, Chris, and me around. She showed the different beaches for a week. She owns an inn and a small bed and breakfast in Itacaré. And I asked her, how did you end up in this paradise? She said, I was 33 years old, making decent money, however, caught in the rat race of Rio. Working a lot, spending hours of my day in traffic, I was feeling suffocated. I decided to go on vacation for two weeks, something that I didn't do that often, and I booked my first trip to Itacaré. I fell in love with the town. I loved surfing, but I couldn't go to the beach that often because of work, and I felt the stress piling up. By the end of the trip, I didn't want to leave, and I thought, what if I move here? Well, Monique had to go through the two aspects Gary mentioned, the practical and the emotional. The practical. She thought, what is the worst case scenario? How long can I survive with my savings until I get a job? Can I be a psychologist in Itakare? The emotional. She thought, I don't want this rat race anymore. I'm willing to make less money to live the lifestyle I want to live. I don't want to get to the end of my life and say, imagine if I had made the move, but I didn't. Well, she packed her car and now seven years later, she's still practicing psychology part-time because she loves helping people and also opened an inn a few years ago and has been growing every year. She serves it or does a stand-up paddle almost daily and she created a small gym at her inn where she teaches Muay Thai, another big passion that she has, and she's getting back to jiu-jitsu and she's close to her brown belt. What about that for success? What about that for go for it? My wife and I follow her Instagram stories and we always say, dude, Monique lives the life. That is so awesome. Imagine if fear of failure had attacked her. She could have easily said, I'm so stable in Rio. I don't know anyone in that town. What if it doesn't work? What other people are going to think of me? She just felt suffocated and said, enough. I need a change. I need to go for it now. Now, what about you? Do you or someone you know is feeling suffocated, but the fear of failure is holding you back? Are you ready to say enough? Listen, if pursuing your goals and dreams are easy, everyone would be doing, am I right? So if you're not happy with your current situation, whether you want to open a business or not, or a major career change, leap and go for it. Do you know why? Because whether you want to hear or not, you are going to die. And one of my biggest fears in life, which is the same as Gary Vee and Monique and many others, is being on your deathbed, regretting not taking risks in your life. 
if you want to make a change and pursue something that makes your heart sing, reflect on the emotional and the practical aspects and go for it. Ose. We're glad you were able to join us for this episode of the BJJ Mental Coach Podcast. But the lesson doesn't end here. Watch the videos and download the audio of the 10 mental mistakes BJJ competitors make and how to avoid them for free when you subscribe to the BJJMentalCoach.com. Don't miss the chance to find out what might be holding you back from being your best self on and off the mat. That's the BJJMentalCoach.com.